When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. El futuro tiene nada más que la confrontación. Hey, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. I used to write a bunch of weekly columns for a bunch of internet places, and I would use those columns to put forth all sorts of crazy opinions. Then, I'd come on this show to defend those opinions. But now, I am a machine. Joining me today, he is a fantastic comedian who you can see telling jokes all over the damn country. It's been a while since he's been on the show, and we're so happy to have him back on today. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Waite. Also joining us, he is also a fantastic comedian who you can see at a bunch of upcoming comedy festivals. You also could have seen him at our show in LA last week, and, if you didn't, hey, that's your loss. Ladies and gentlemen, Atif Myers. It's gonna be a great show. Hey, everybody, welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Adam Todd Brown. Joining me as co-host today, ooh, my favorite co-host of all, no co-host. But Jeff will be back next week-ish, and I do have a couple of guests in the meantime. Case in point, Dave Waits here for the first time in years. Hey, man, how you doing? Every once in a while, people come out to one of my shows and be like, I heard you on Unpopular Opinion, so <laughs> you, you got to reach out there, man. Well, that's good to know. Dave, how's it going? It's going pretty good, man. I'm just hanging out, doing my thing, look at the news. I get bummed out, man. And now we get to talk about news more, so I'm excited. Yeah, we are talking about some news today that is a little sad. And as that situation mandates, Atif Myers is also here, the ambassador of sadness for the Unpops Network. It's true. Whenever it's sad shit, you have me on. So <laughs> thank you. I was going to say there's some like upbeat stuff on this list, but not really. Oh, no. The first half is like delicious. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a international news roundup episode. We do local news roundup episodes all the time. And I don't know if people know this, but news happens everywhere, not just the United States. Happens in other countries also. I and, find that hard to believe, but okay. <laughs> and we're going to prove it on this episode this week. Don't worry, we're not going to talk about like the war or anything super important. Sure. But that doesn't mean it's not going to, you know, bum you out, scare you, terrify you, things like that. But this first story, it's not that bad unless you're a shark. <laughs> There is a thing happening in Australian fish and chip shops right now where there's a type of fish that's called flake, and we must not fuck with it in the United States. I've never heard of flake as an offering at, I was going to say at a fish and chip shop, but we don't have those either. There's like one in Burbank. Is there? Yeah, like North Hollywood, like on that area near the fucking haha. There's like that street is like a fish and chip spot. 
but it's like weirdly expensive. Yeah, I don't I like mean, that. It's like twenty three dollars for like fish and French fries. And you're like, uh, I go to fucking Costco, like suck my dick. Yeah, that's expensive. <laughs> yes, allegedly. So I don't get sued. Allegedly, <laughs> I miss a Long John Silver's personally. I know there's still one in Gardena. I think something like that. But come on, I'm not Dude. made of free time. You get a fish plank. <laughs> <laughs> They had cheese curds, too. Those are fucking awesome. I loved LJS so much. I still do. It's one of my favorite fast food places. They just aren't anywhere. Yeah, there's not many left. I mean, they had a very distinctive build to their buildings, kind of like a Pizza Hut and a McDonald's. You know, you can recognize the Long John Silver sort of building. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can tell the payday loan places that used to be Long John Silver's. Great hush puppies. Yeah, I liked everything about Long John Silver's. It, I would argue, is my favorite fish and chip shop. Oh. If we're picking. But. Oh, it's so good. So in Australia, you can get flake at fish and chip shops. And apparently it's shark. And why the fuck don't they just call it shark? That's yeah. heavy. You know, you're like, uh, you want to go down and eat some shark? <laughs> See, shark is fucking great. Like, this is awesome. <laughs> Like, it's really good. Pro shark eating, all right. I had it once, and yeah, well, it's just more like a domination thing. Like I, I'm going to get the drop on sharks before they get the drop on me. Like I don't fuck around in the ocean anyway, so I'm never going to die by shark. But if it happened, I want to go down knowing I got one first. <laughs> so I would probably order the flake if I was at an Australian fish and chip shop. And apparently there is a high probability that when you do that, you are actually eating an endangered shark. Damn. Even better. Right? The rarest. Yeah. So it's what fun. happens is like the fish get all caught up in the net and they're just like, fuck it. Cut it out. <laughs> I think like, so. Yeah. Remember that Mitch Hedberg <laughs> joke where he was talking about that Pringles was a tennis ball company and they got a bunch of potatoes. And they're like, fuck it. Cut it up. <laughs> Yeah, that has to be the thing, because there are laws against this. I'm sure I don't need to tell either of you this, but there are two types of sharks in particular that can be sold as flake. And, you know, everyone say it with me. Where did I put it in the notes? God damn it. This whole bit is bombing now. <laughs> the gummy shark in the New Zealand rig. Yeah. It'd be funny if they mean like the fruit snack gummy sharks, <laughs> which those were tasty. Those are fucking great. Yeah. The white one, especially not to be that guy, but if we're talking shark fruit snacks or gummy bears, white is inarguably the superior race. <laughs> I'm not going to sign into any of that. <laughs> yeah, I like, I like the peaches. Like, I like the peach rings. Those are my fucking uh, shit. If we're going gummies. Yeah, those are pretty good. So fucking hungry. I'm glad we're not doing this during Ramadan. I fucking leave right now. <laughs> hungry for some shark. Yeah. So this is like showing up in like, the fast food chains of, I don't know what the fast food chain of fish and chips in Australia is, right? Yeah, I don't know if these are a bunch of like mom and pop shops or if there's just like a couple big chains there. I would imagine this would be like an endangered, eating an endangered species. That's like a premium food and people are kind of going into like, you know, a Long John Silver's and getting, that's like if you went to McDonald's and they, they were just stuffing giraffe meat in the burgers or something <laughs> like that. Do either of you remember? Fucking awesome. There's a restaurant. Is it still open? It's in Santa Monica by the bustling Santa Monica airport. And is it still open? I have no idea nah, what the name of it is. Permanently closed. They got in trouble for serving endangered 
animals like a couple yeah. times. Also, like you got to be like a shitty shark to be endangered. You're a predator. <laughs> like, why the fuck would I respect you if you can't even fucking defend yourself? I would eat the fuck out of that endangered shark. Yeah. Like a shark like that needs an asterisk next to its name. Yeah. You can't team up with the great white. No. It's a, mm. it's a skinny tuna at that point. <laughs> fuck that. I hope science didn't have this idea. I hope this was like a journalist's idea <laughs> who then went to science and was like, hey, will you run DNA tests on these 96 servings of fish and chips and tell me which ones are endangered shark as opposed to legit shark? That's what they did. That's how they found this DNA analysis. That's a lot. That's a lot of work. That's a country with no gun violence. They got time to do <laughs> dumb shit. <laughs> and it's also not going to lead to much. Because while there are the only two kinds of sharks that can be served as flake, there's no enforcement of that. It's like not legally enforceable. So they just don't have to tell anyone. And then you can serve whatever shark you want. Yum. <laughs> I do kind of wonder would, what flake tastes like now. I would eat the fuck out of that, like straight up. We need an Australian on this pod because I wonder if it's just like one of the varieties, like you can get perch, you can get cod, you can get flake, or is it just flake? Like flake is your only choice. <laughs> I mean, when you go to like a fish and chips place, sometimes they just say fish and chip. The word fish is just generic. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. And sometimes it's like cod or something like that. That's the one I'm most familiar with when it comes to fish and chips, sort of. Cod is my preference. I think, or whatever lake pigeon Long John Silvers uses is a-okay with me, too. I have a friend that's over in Australia right now on tour. I should just tell him to eat some flake and then later <laughs> spring it on him that he ate a shark. Or bring it back. Bring it back. Yeah, he's going to bring the fish on the plane like an Yeah, asshole. bring back some fish and chips. Yeah, fuck yeah. yeah come on. Put it on dry ice. Bucks. Yeah. We'll run it up a genealogy website when it gets here and we'll find out what kind of shark it is. <laughs> so only 29 of the 96 servings that they examined were found to be the type of shark that you're supposed to use. So it's mostly oh. endangered sharks. So flake can be a shark. I think flake is a shark. Yeah. I don't know if all flake is shark, but some shark is flake. Like is the flake just a catch all term? Like, Shake weed, you know, you go to the, <laughs> like, oh, you want to, you want a bag of shake, you know, you go to the weed store for the first time, they'll give you a bag of shake for free. Is that what flake is? It does sound like it would be the cheap option, right? Yeah, this is just the, the scraps, scrap fish. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Australians have goofy words for shit, so who knows? True. Yeah. Like, they have dumb fuck words that you're like, you're an adult and you're saying footy, like, relax. <laughs> <laughs> dumb fuck words. And are they even talking about soccer or they're, they're talking about like Australian rules football? They're talking about rugby. That, right? Yeah. Rugby. Like okay. Or Aussie rules whatever the fuck it is. There's a I, difference. I don't care to know. I used to watch the shit out of Australian rules football when I was a kid because it was on ESPN all the time. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, and I'll give you that. It was. It was like weirdly <laughs> on where you're like, dog, there's no other sport. Give me like a women's basketball or something. A women's basketball. They are progressive. <laughs> it's better than if the only option for sports when there's none in america is going to australia the fucking they're on a women's basketball i don't know so apparently there is some risk to this because the problem with sharks is that they live fucking forever because they are predators and if you don't know what kind of shark you're eating you might get one that has been in the bottom of the ocean for like a century and a half 
And it's just chock full of mercury and all kinds of other unpleasant metals. So, you know, you could get hurt, I guess. <laughs> but it is still kind of tight that we're just doming sharks this hard. Man, I knew a dude that he got in like all fish diet. He got himself mercury poisoning, bro. Yeah. Yeah, there's some Jesus actress. I don't remember who it was, but it's someone pretty big who in... Like the early 90s gave herself mercury poisoning because she ate sushi like six times in the same week. You got to you gotta regulate the fish. Yeah, that would just make me like sick of sushi, if nothing else. That's too yeah, much. Yeah. That is a little bit much. That's way too much. All right, let's stay on fish for a minute. And by that, I mean, let's talk about whales. Oh, uh, we're not going to talk about a 20-minute jam. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, we are not. You a fish fan? I'm not a fish fan. I mean, I'm a Grateful Dead fan more than I'm a fish fan. Mm -hmm. But we got a story coming up later that is in the uh, Jam Band universe. I, I looked ahead I've... on the lineup. <laughs> is fish good? I've never, it sounds exhausting. I've never listened to them. I'm not a fan, yeah. Okay. It's more about the, it's like, you know, when you watch a hockey game on TV, it's kind of boring, right? But if you go and you're there, you get caught up in the excitement of it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> Like, somehow looks more confused. No, I can't argue with that analogy. It's a perfect analogy. And it's like, all right, that's why I've never listened to him because I'm not going to go. Yeah, that is a great way to describe hockey. Also, it is the oh, yeah. worst on television and so fun in person. So whales, Japan, Japan eats whale meat. Not the way they used to. Apparently at its peak consumption, people in Japan were eating 233 tons of whale meat a year. And that was in 1962. Awesome. And that was just two whales. Come on! Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're fat. <laughs> By 2021, that dropped to just a thousand tons, which that's good, though, because the thing about whale meat is there's not like a ethical way to trap a beast that huge and turn it into meat. It's just a bad look. So they have moved away from whaling over hmm. the past few decades in Japan. But now it's coming back. This is a thing yeah. you're seeing like everywhere in the world. It's not always the same product or industry, but like we've just hit this like fuck saving things phase of life right now. Like in Brazil, where all of that election violence that's happening. And the only reason we're not covering that here is because we're doing a whole thing about it on the conspiracy pod. Oh. A lot of that's being financed by the agriculture sector. And it's because Jair Bolsonaro wants to open up the Amazon rainforest for development. So like we can put like a rainforest cafe in the Amazon rainforest <laughs> or whatever the fuck. And the agriculture sector really wants that. So they are like paying people to storm Congress in Brazil. It's nuts. But the thing in Japan that people want back is fucking killing whales for food. There is a whaling company called Kyoto Senpaku that is not only back in the business of selling whales for meat, but they're doing it through vending machines. Well, and it's- Yeah, Japan puts everything in vending machines. That makes sense. Yeah. Japan does fuck yeah. with the vending machine. That's true. You can buy like used panties and vending machines out there. Yeah. Is that still a thing? I believe so. I mean, I was in Japan like a decade ago and I saw them and then there was like Chuck Norris fucking like coffee drinks in vending machines. 
<laughs> it's like weird shit like that. Packs a punch. So who was behind the resurgent? Was where they just like we got to get back in the game, baby? <laughs> Wales. They had it too good for too long. Well, it seems like what happened is Japan used to do this thing where they would go to this one particular part of the sea and every year they'd kill like 900 whales and they were like it's for science though we got to do it for science <laughs> and for the longest time the world allowed it to happen because they were like it's for science and then we found out it wasn't for science and stopped allowing that and japan was just like fucking stop us and once they were like outed they were like all right we're just bringing back commercial whaling like, you got us, but what are they going to do? So this company, apparently it's a hit. There's stuff in their vending machines is selling out. And it's not just like the article makes it look like it's people just buying a fucking handful of whale meat. But there's like whale bacon, there's whale salami. There's a sashimi type version that you can eat raw. There's canned whale. They got the black guy from Forrest Gump to be like, yo, what can we do with <laughs> shrimp? And let's do that shit for whales. <laughs> Sounds fucking awesome. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Would either of you try it? Would you try whale? Yes. I mean, if I was in Japan and nobody <laughs> was going to find out. When you said whale bacon, I was like, come on, son. Let's do it. <laughs> I looked it up. Like, you can't get it in America. And I'm like, kind of sad. I was like, where can I get whale, whale in America? And it, you can't. So, like, if it'll hold my vending machine, someone has to be able to send it to us, right? It's probably illegal to have whale bacon. <laughs> You don't want to get hung up on a whale charge. <laughs> Frying it up, the <laughs> FBI throws a stun grenade through your window. I would love it. I have a friend in Japan. Shit. <laughs> hit him up right now. <laughs> At least have him try some. It's not real bacon. No. Dude, I'm fucking, I'm all <laughs> on it right now. Keep us posted. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. It's a joke. Allegedly. <laughs> Yeah. I would eat the fuck out of a whale. Like, it looks delicious. I mean, the sashimi version doesn't look bad now that I know that's what it was. I'm assuming that's what's in the image in the article. But yeah, there's two of these machines. As this is released, there will be a third. And they're hoping to have 100 locations over the next five years all throughout wow. Japan. So fucking time's up, whales. <laughs> Japan's been too nice for too long. Fucking coming for your ass. It's a new Japan. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Let's switch course and talk about crime of a different sort, like actual crime. There's not a lot of details to this, but it's just so bizarre to me. A UK woman was arrested after killing an elderly man for his mobility scooter, which what? Like just the uh fact that you can commit that crime implies that you don't need a mobility scooter. You certainly don't have to murder a guy for it. That's crazy. I know. That's a real Florida crime. <laughs> you know, if you said that happened in Florida, I'd be like, yeah, 100. I mean, the UK is the Florida of Europe. No, probably not. Yeah. No. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, for parts of it, for sure. <laughs> yeah, this guy was found dead in a parking lot of a grocery store and he did not have his scooter with him and surveillance footage showed that a woman fucking rode off into the night with his mobility <laughs> scooter and then just like <laughs> abandoned it a few streets later what's the point i was in a lot of charge and these things are electric like the battery probably died yeah that she killing she knife him or what yeah i did yeah, there weren't a lot of details about that. 
Maybe I mean, she English ran him over. Guns, so they're usually knifing up people. Yeah, they are knifing people. Yeah, or she just hit him with a mobility scooter. Maybe it's like a fucking fast or, one, or just like push him out of it, and then he just fucking disintegrates like he's old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, she broke his hip. That's how she killed him. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And there's like I said, there's not much else to it. I just I saw that headline and was like, what the fuck? And kind of the same thing with this next one. A French seduction coach was arrested for the murder of his ex-girlfriend. I just want to talk about the phrase seduction coach and how like, has that been around for a few years? Because I've never heard that before. But I mean, I feel like if you're French and you need a seduction coach, you must be like below an incel or something in america because <laughs> the french say i feel like they're already starting a, a step ahead of everybody else when it comes to getting laid you know what i mean yeah so if you need a seduction coach in france buddy you're fucking yikes <laughs> you don't remember like in the early 2000s where like there's a whole movement of like pickup artists and shit yeah i get the pickup yeah. artists in america that makes sense we're <laughs> not good at this but french <laughs> Like if your if your girl was like, oh, I'm going to Paris for a week, you'd be like, oh, that's the end of having a girlfriend. Yeah, I remember. Does anyone have a favorite pickup artist? Mine was Mystery, obviously. Well, yeah, he was the OG. I mean, that guy's probably in prison now or something, right? <laughs> I would hope. I think so. I think so. Actually, yeah. I like. Neil I do Strauss- believe there was some kind of wild ass scandal about that guy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember he had a show on VH1. Oh, yeah. I remember watching it. Yeah. And he would, like, take these dorks to strip clubs, and then they'd end up, like, making out with dancers in limos. Yeah, he'd give them, like, a makeover. They'd be wearing, like, the flashiest. He'd take some (laughs) fucking dweebs and fucking really. Peacock. They all wore, like, fucking ski goggles. Like, I don't know why. They're just in L.A. wearing ski goggles. That really was an insane moment in history when pickup artists really blew up and they were like, Hey, you know how to get a woman? Tell her she sucks. <laughs> Tell her her nails look fake. Negan. That's what they called it. No, I read the books when I was like in college read the books? early on. Yeah. But it was always like too exhausting. Like it was like learn magic. And I'm like, dog, I'm not picking up another <laughs> skill. Like, I'm good. I, read, I read the book. Yeah. I read it. I mean, the guy that wrote it, Neil Strauss, he's like a journalist. So it was like, Half how to, half the story of all of it and everything. Yes. But then he like really became a big proponent of it after that, right? Yeah, I I think he started getting laid a bunch. So he was like, (laughs) fuck, this is the truth. But I think he burned out of like smashing so much that he ended up like marrying some lady, you know? Yeah. I mean. That's where I'm at. Yeah, there, but (laughs) for the grace of God, go us all. But a lot of it was like, hey, be funny and like fucking Pay attention. Like, there was shit like that where it's like, oh, be a human. Yeah. But, like, the nagging stuff, <laughs> yeah. I really never vibe with. That was just it's too exhausting. I mean, you know, like, a lot of it was about, now the term is thirsty. Sure. And it, it was really about regulating your thirst level. You know, you get an initial interaction, and then you kind of give them the cold shoulder. You warm it up, cold, warm, cold, warm, cold, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Without Push being too thirst. Yeah. Yeah. It's like CIA shit, probably. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if that's where the genesis of all of it is, like fucking MK Ultra or something. <laughs> have either of you seen The Americans? I never watched that. And no. I like a lot of prestige television, but I, that one flew under my radar. It's arguably my favorite TV show of all time. 
And there is a scene in that where the spy guy, Matthew Rees, Philip was his name on the show. He's getting like sex training and like he has to like learn how to get an erection in any situation which involves him having sex with a dude, like an old dude. And it's like part of his spy training is like you have to be able to fuck at a moment's notice no matter who you're fucking, which I found absolutely fascinating. It's all, hey. It sounds terrible. Anyway, this French guy, the seduction coach, <laughs> he's a really problematic version of a pickup artist. He's a 41-year-old former rail worker and still a rail worker. Kinda, hey, watch it. Right? Hey. Hey. hey now. At one point, though, he pivoted and became an aerobics instructor. Those are still a thing. And fired up a YouTube channel about how to pick up chicks and live like a real alpha male. And apparently those techniques work too well because some dude stole his girlfriend. And he didn't take that well and fucking murdered. Tried to murder them both. Killed the girlfriend. Stabbed her 80 times. The boyfriend and the girlfriend's younger sister both survived. But Jesus, he attacked See, that, them. Too. That's not even this guy. That's not even French energy. I feel like if somebody steals your <laughs> girlfriend in France, that you go fuck their mom or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, you fuck their sister. He brought some real like, yeah, that's some American energy he brought there. But also fucking fifteen hundred videos, by the way. That's a lot of fucking content. Yeah, but I imagine it can't be that hard. I bet he's just getting on there like lecturing dudes for not sh shaving right or some shit. Like just you gotta fucking... make your bed. Yeah. <laughs> no woman wants to come home to a man who doesn't have a rug in his apartment. Like fucking what? <laughs> no one cares about that. But yeah, he's going to go to prison for a long time. He has been arrested and charged with murder and attempted murder. Now, how long do people go to prison for murder in France? You see, that's the thing. I was wondering, is that going to be like 15 years or something? I watch a lot of different mystery shows. I love mystery shows. So I really went down the rabbit hole. I start watching a New Zealand mystery show. And like Ooh. the cop, the cops acted heavy on like the suspect. And he's like, do you really want to go to jail for 15 years for this murder? And I was like, <laughs> dog, I got to get to New Zealand and start killing people. Yeah, 15, 15 years is an amount of time where I'm like, maybe, may, maybe, <laughs> depends on who we're talking, potentially. But I looked it up and like, New Zealand, it's like, you know, you could be sentenced for longer for murder if it's like aggravated, all this sort of stuff. But oh, okay. it did yeah. seem like 15 years is kind of the, you know, it's an island. There's not a ton of people, you know, I got to get you back out there. <laughs> Do either of you watch Atlanta? I've seen a couple episodes. There was an episode either season three or season four where they were in Amsterdam and one of the characters gets arrested and has to go to jail in Amsterdam. And when it's time for him to be let out, he's like, can I like finish my lunch first and hang out? Cause it's like so nice. And they're yeah. like waiting on him, bringing him meals and shit. He's like, can I get a diet Coke and finish my nap? And then, then I'll leave. And they're like, sure. No, so yeah, I saw this video yesterday on YouTube or like Instagram of a Norwegian prison where the guards were playing volleyball with the fucking prisoners. Like it's just a fun fucking time. Yeah. Yeah, the Norwegian prisons are they're supposed to be the best. And you know, they have a very low recidivism rate. Right. Where they <laughs> if you actually try to reform people, you you got a good chance. I mean, there's obviously gonna be the psychopaths, but there are much fewer than you think. Yeah. You know. What if that's all propaganda? And once those 
videos of them playing volleyball and they're just brutalizing people in Norwegian <laughs> prisons. That's why no one wants to go back. It is hell in there. And then they're also just playing basketball a bunch. 80 times. He must have been in good shape. Like, I don't know how he didn't get tired. Yeah, that's a lot of stabs. That's a that's whole lot. That's a lot of stabbing. Yeah, I bet, like, you didn't need that. That really is that no. thing where true crime shows are like, you know, this guy was really passionate about the person he killed. He meant it. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Times. Have you ever thrown 80 punches? I haven't no. thrown 80 punches in my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it is. This motherfucker has only 2,000 subscribers. <laughs> Then Which you means he has like essentially a video per subscriber. Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, are they paid subscribers though? I mean, if that's no, oh no, this is on his YouTube channel. Oh, then that yeah, that's not great. That's not great. No. All right, I'm always suspicious when I see stories like this next one. The United States has all of a sudden taken a very very big interest in the upcoming elections in Nigeria. Specifically, we are restricting entry to the country to people believed to be responsible for or complicit in undermining democracy in Nigeria. And it's like, that sounds like a fancy way of just saying that same thing where it's like the CIA is not allowed to operate in the United States. Because if anyone's meddling in Nigeria's election, it's probably them, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 And Nigeria right now is ripe for this kind of thing because there's all kinds of economic turmoil. The president has been in office for two terms, and that's the term limit. So there's this power vacuum developing. And when that happens, along with a bunch of unrest, oh, man, that always equals the CIA coming to town. (laughs) And especially if we're talking Nigeria, that is the most populous country in Africa. It's the largest economy in Africa. We definitely want some kind of say in what happens in those elections. And as if by magic, we're just like, we're watching you, Nigeria. I don't Uh, know what to say about this one. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they have 18 candidates. Like that should be super fucking easy for America to like take over, right? You need like 10% of the vote to win. Yeah, that's too many candidates. I know we always say yeah. we need more than two, but I feel like 18 to stretch. <laughs> we need a little little more modest of a number of candidates in this country. Jesus. What would be your number? How many do you think? Eight? Yeah, maybe eight. Like the I Oscars. Think we should, you could do like maybe kind of like the final four or like, you know, like yeah. a basketball bracket. You start off with eight. Maybe you start off with 16. You go down to eight, four, two. That would be fun. Just like. Two solid weeks of voting. Do it at a Buffalo Wild Wings. That'd be great. And one of the things that's happening in Nigeria that leads me to believe that our interests there aren't just protecting their election integrity is because of all the economic stuff that's happening. There's rampant unemployment. People are broke. And that has led to an unprecedented number of young people registering to vote in this upcoming election. And I guarantee you there is no way that flock of young people's interests align with the United States interests whatsoever. Those are going to be people who want the government to give them food and give them jobs. And boy, do we hate when governments try to do that shit, because that is socialism. Yeah, yeah. We're not down with that. (laughs) No. It's the same thing when Trump, like, first took office. One of the first 
things that weirded me out about him. I mean, several things, but there was this New York Times article that said right at the very end, it said Donald Trump is very concerned about the human rights situation in Venezuela. And I was like, motherfucker, he's not concerned about human rights anywhere. Like, what is going on? And it turned out we've, you know, we've been trying to depose the leader of Venezuela since 2000, 2003, whenever Hugo Chavez took over. And I didn't know that. Sure enough, we I mean, we never like officially invaded Venezuela during Trump's term, but we tried or participated in coup type stuff a few times. And if the wrong person gets elected in Nigeria, we'll figure out a way to do that there. But in the meantime, we're just not letting anyone into the country who interferes with democracy. They haven't identified anyone like this order. Who is even that? Yeah, what is yeah it? it doesn't target anybody. They're just saying, don't fuck with this election, which I don't know. Are they saying people from America into Nigeria? Yeah, I don't know if they're implying that people are going to like fuck with the election and then flee here. Why would you come are those, here? Are the Jan Sixers going to Nigeria? To fucking- <laughs> if you can keep Steve Bannon out of your country, though, I mean, would be no <laughs> yeah, no shit. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's just such a vague thing that yeah. it, it makes me uneasy. That we're just all of a sudden out of nowhere, super worried about Nigeria. Like, I don't think we've issued this kind of thing for Brazil and Brazil. Like, they're legitimately tearing Congress up right now. Well, the Brazilian, like, Bolsonaro, he's at Jose Aldo's house. Who is that? Jose Aldo. He's like one of the greatest mixed martial artists of all time. Retired maybe like six months ago. He's staying in his house in Orlando but in his house, he also has like a Minions themed room because he loves the Minions. <laughs> <laughs> that's weird. I mean, my mom loves the Minions and that's not weird because my mom likes dumb shit. But sure. <laughs> a whole room devoted like a yellow Minions bed and a Minions on the wall. <laughs> yeah. And then the ex-Brazilian prime minister could be in that room chilling. <laughs> what if that's why he wanted to go stay there? It's because <laughs> of the Minions room. <laughs> How about this next immigration debacle? Kanye West might be barred from entering the country of Australia. I know because he's anti the anti, you know, and I I always got the impression that the Australians were more racist than us. Yeah. 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 I mean, it. I don't know if it needs to be a competition, but there have been times where I would like tweet a thing about Thanksgiving back when I was using Twitter in that way, or you just go on social media on Thanksgiving and people are like, hey, America, happy genocide day. And it's like, I'll take that from most countries, but I'm not taking it from a motherfucker in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like we have restaurants named after where you forced all the black and brown people in your country to move to (laughs) outback, like bad times there. And they also have, don't they have a Thanksgiving too? Probably. Probably. Call it some stupid name. Bidgeridoo Day. (laughs) (laughs) There is a fascinating show. I think it's on Netflix and it's based on a true story. It's about a white woman in Australia who somehow manages to get detained by immigration in Australia and gets thrown in this like refugee asylum camp and they will not fucking let her out. They refuse to believe she said, or actually, I think she like had some sort of mental break and like Mm. was denying that she was who she really was. And she was like, no, you're right. I'm this fucking terrorist. (laughs) Very funny. It's not meant to be funny, but it was very funny. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, 
it's nice to see some other country, you know, flexing on Kanye and, uh, you know, fuck that guy. Yeah. I mean, he he deserves it. And especially, it. like I mean, the, I, you know, I know he's like mentally ill probably, but, you know, I know yes. there's other mentally ill people that aren't like, fuck the Jews, you know, so. True. Yeah, that's yeah. the same thing I feel when I watch like a true crime thing. And at the end, they're like, but this guy was like horribly abused as a child. It's like, do you know how many people are horribly abused as children who do not grow up to become murderers? It's a contributing factor, but you don't get to fucking lean on it that way. And yeah, same thing with Kanye West. And apparently this is a thing that's happened before because he wants to go there because he just married an Australian woman. Just out yeah. of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the blue. I mean, his mania seems to have subsided and kind of Elon Musk. I don't know if there's like a mania cycle or something like that. You know, (laughs) these these guys seem they get to really amped up. And then, you know, I mean, that's the way bipolar works or whatever. I I don't know if it's bipolar or whatever, but. Yeah, their bipolar cycles synced up. Elon Musk and Kanye West. That seems to make sense. (laughs) Right. There was definitely a period where they're both popping (laughs) off every day. Yeah, there was a period there where no one had even seen Kanye West for like a month. Yeah. There were stories about his like business manager was like, we don't know. We haven't heard from him. And it's yeah, so lawyers were looking for him or something. And they put out like an ad in the newspaper. Yeah. It's crazy that he's fallen so hard that like imagine five, ten years ago, if we found out Kanye West had been missing for a month, it would be all anyone talked about. And this time we were just like, fine. <laughs> I think we were glad that he was gone, right? People were like, he's missing, and we're like, good. Yeah, he's a problem. Like, people have to understand, it's not a free speech thing. No. Like, he says the things he wants, and he doesn't go to jail for that. So there's your fucking free speech. But people are right to condemn him for the things he says. The things he says are dangerous. Because it's not just Kanye West being an anti-Semite. If you dig into it, that's a thing that runs through a lot of rap music. Like Ice Cube has been a vehement anti-Semite for like three decades and no one gives a shit. The Wu-Tang Clan, like any rapper that uses phrases like white devil and Yakub and shit like that. (laughs) <laughs> Those are a bunch of fucking anti-Semites. You can write that yes. shit down. Sorry to laugh at Yakub, but it's always been funny to me. It reminds me of like the black Israelites. Like I remember when I was back I mean, in the East yeah. Coast and I was dating like a white lady and they would just yell at me. And I'm like, dog, I'm 19. Like, relax. Like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Like, but how does Australia know if people are anti-Semites? Like, that's well, got to be I a mean, weird he, he entrance to, test. Well, he put the uh, vibe out on the street. Not Kanye, so. <laughs> but like they said, it's been done before. Like, what is this well, test? I'm sure the other people the country? probably, you know, not known white supremacists or, you know, whatever sort of Nazi type people. Yeah. You know. Okay. It's an application process. So I'm assuming yeah. they do like some background but investigation. But I don't think you need a, a visa just to roll to Australia. As an American, yeah, you, you can just have your passport, right? Yeah, I think so. That's just a passport country. I feel like the visa is always like a country where there's some fucked up shit going on, you know? It's true. Saudi Arabia is a visa country. It is? Now, I think yeah. you need a visa. Like, if Kanye West was going to go there and work, you need a visa. Yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? For sure. Saudi Arabia to visit, you need like a visa and like a sponsorship from like a corporation or a rich person. Damn. This is a quote from Jason Clare, who is Australia's education 
minister. I don't know if he's applied for a visa yet, but Google it and you'll see that it seems like he's a pretty big fan of a person who killed six million Jewish people last century. Just say Hitler. Come on. Yeah. People like that who've applied for visas to get into Australia in the past have been rejected. I expect that if he does apply, he would have to go through the same process and answer the same questions they did. That's Jason Clare on the Today Show, but like the Australian one. So there's spiders and shit. <laughs> it's questions like Jewish people, yay or nay. Like, <laughs> how does this work? I want to know how this works. I just think if, if they're like a well-known personality, they just they know who they are. But also we've okay. had social media for, you know, yeah. close to depending on what sites we're talking about for like 20 no. some years now. So they can definitely check that kind of shit. Yeah. I went to Calgary for a gig a few years ago. And then I tweeted before I left, like, I hope Calgary doesn't fucking suck. And then they detained me at the gate. And uh, <laughs> the Canadian TSA person, like, read my tweet. And he's like, why do you think Calgary would suck? And I'm like, dude, I'm just I'm just trying to be funny. I'm sorry. I don't know, man. I don't know. That's intense. Yeah. They didn't but, fuck around. And uh, you found out very shortly after that the Calgary does suck. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was pretty bad. Yeah, it's not the best. Yeah. I went to Canada when I was a kid, but I just mostly remember the house I was at because my uncle was like a fucking CEO and had this like crazy fucking house. Didn't benefit me at all, except that I had a cool place to stay when I was in Canada as a kid. <laughs> but I also drove to Winnipeg to see Oasis. In concert, not from L.A. That would be fucking insane. It was from South Dakota. And for one, the drive there, I literally got on one highway and stayed on that until I was at the door of the venue. The highway just turned into road that went through Winnipeg. But yeah, we got questioned at the border, but it wasn't anything too crazy. But this is all building up to me just mentioning that Winnipeg, holy shit. You ever been to that place? No, I've never been there. That is the New Jersey of Canada, but like not <laughs> the cool parts of New Jersey because there are plenty of perfectly decent parts of New Jersey. But, you know, the parts they talk about in movies and make fun of. The big oh, middle sure. part of Canada, much like the middle part of America, kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You, you like go so far north, you're now in the deep south of Canada. Which yeah, is... I mean, like Calgary's like the Texas, Alberta's Texas, Canada. <laughs> Everybody's walking around like Trudeau. He's a dictator. That's what they're saying <laughs> on the street. I'm like, that guy. Come on, you guys gotta relax. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird to be like in Alberta. They're like, they want to be like America, and I'm like, bro, you don't know how good you got it up here, man. You know? Yeah, and it does seem like things are moving in. The same direction in Canada that they have been here. It's just moving more and more right wing. I've been saying once Justin Trudeau's out of office, that's when Canada's going to get their Trump. Because it's always about eight years behind. Like, their George W. Bush was Stephen Harper. And their Obama was Justin Trudeau. And their Trump is coming next. Yeah, I think that Ford guy, you know, the brother of the crack guy yeah he's a contender <laughs> also the guy from shark tank apparently oh really kevin o'leary Ooh. i think he's oh, run really? for some political office in canada i watch a lot of shark tank i okay, might I vote like, for I him no idea this man is. he's not the black guy who kevin o'leary he's not the black is the black guy the black guy is on he the black guy shark I've, never watched, tank? I've only watched shark tank like twice that's 
Damon John, who founded FUBU, is the black guy on Shark Tank. Oh, shit. Okay. He's not for you, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) For us, by us, meaning me and Dave. (laughs) So. Miss FUBU. (laughs) I think it's still a thing, isn't it? In Korea, it's like high end. It was like weirdly high end in Korea. Oh, yeah. It's one of those now. Yeah. I mean, they still got a website, official FUBU store. Yeah. So it's like Kenny Rogers Roasters, where that's just like still huge in the Philippines, but no one else gets to have it. Love to Kenny Rogers <laughs> Roasters. Did you ever ha- eat it one? Yes. They had one I, in Saudi Arabia. Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I never ate looks- one, man. Unfortunately, I missed out. Yeah. Oh. It was like a, it was a roasted chicken place, but you could also get turkey. But the highlight was you could get an, just a thing that was just three sides and I would just, I would always just do that because the sides at Kenny Rogers Roasters fucking slapped. So Mm. good. Anyway. Is there one near here? No. They're they're all gone. No. I don't know if there's even one in the United States anymore. They're just all mostly overseas, I think. All right. Let's talk about this last story. Let's talk about how the UK hates fun. I know. This is, man, I saw this story. They want to ban nitrous, man. And, uh, you know, in the jam band world, uh, you know, they, (laughs) If you go to see a dead concert or fish, they got people get like the tanks from like the dentist or like the food tank. And then they'll be selling balloons of the nitrous three for 20 ice cold loons. And I guess now the UK, (laughs) the UK wants there's like the crackers you can buy the tiny. They look like they look like a cartridge you would use for a BB gun, but they're like a a little bit of nitrous in them. And uh, they want to ban those. You know, they use those to make whipped cream. And now they're like, what was the term they use? Antisocial behaviors. Yeah, it was real like George Orwell sort of. I'm like, man, they're not even trying to hide. I feel like the UK, there's like some funky shit going on over there where they're really trying to crack down on. Yeah, everybody. It's a crackdown on antisocial behavior. And you're right. Yeah, the, the UK, just like so many other places, is getting like really creepily fascist in yeah, yeah. a lot of ways. And I don't know if this is necessarily an act of fascism, but they sure wrote it to sound like it is. I mean, anything that anytime you make something illegal that isn't really that dangerous i mean i think there was like maybe one or two people a year die from nitrous out of out of like the whole world you know what i mean yeah. so compared to alcohol or any nicotine or any of that other stuff it's pretty safe you know right i mean what does it's it not do? safe i mean i'm sure it's damaging your brain a little bit but whatever right. anything that's good time is you know <laughs> I mean, it's something you could go on Amazon right now and you can buy a fucking 30 fucking Whippet crackers. They're not that dangerous. Yeah. I think Does people are. Good? It's like, you know, they call it hippie crack because you're high for about a minute, man. Yeah. And it's a good time. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> it's just you have to do so much of it if you want to stay high. Like you would have to do. But then, yeah, like pack. the big, the, the balloons from like the huge industrial tanks, that's where it's at, you know, because this shit's like <laughs> pure. That's yeah. the stuff you would get at the dentist. The stuff huh. that, like the little crackers, it's kind of like, uh, you know. There is. Like shake weed almost of nitrous, but. There's an old MTV documentary. I don't know how hard it would be to find, but it's about Steve-O from Jackass. Yeah. And his addiction to nitrous oxide. And it is fucking intense. 
Like someone just out of the blue, like the, this is the kind of shit that happens when you're like famous, like, and we all know this, like there's companies that'll just be like, Hey, you want some free shit? And they'll send you a bunch. And he got like a pallet of fucking whippets just out of the blue and off he went and became like a legitimate drug addict over it. And it seems Jesus. like, Oh, well he was just doing nitrous. How bad can it be? It's one of the darkest fucking things I've ever seen. Like they finally huh. staged an intervention because he like seriously emailed the rest of the jackass cast and was like, I'm going to try this stunt where I jump out the window of my apartment onto some boxes <laughs> on the ground. And they like come over to his house and the look on Johnny Knoxville's face because Steve-O for some reason was filming everything in his life at this time. And the look Jesus. of concern on Johnny Knoxville's face is so fucking harrowing. And because Steve-O's so like into sobriety now, I bet it's still out there. I bet he's not like hiding it. Never. But no, yeah, the pictures exist. Jesus. Yeah, it's dark. Like it's really dark. And I think there were like some suggestions that something along those lines are what killed. Aaron Carter, too, right? Or did Shaq come back and finally beat him? Ho! (laughs) But I feel like the UK is being real narcs. That's my main takeaway from it. And uh, yeah, it is like they they do have some quotes from doctors who talk about like the possible dangers of it. And I think Steve-O is a good example that anything, if you abuse it enough, is going to be a big problem. Like it's like in retrospect, I think what Aaron Carter was doing was like huffing condensed air from like yeah, yeah, that's office not products. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. Like, yeah. That's a different thing, but also we're not going to like ban the shit that you clean your keyboard with over it. So it's fair. I think people are aggravated because like the kids will leave like the metal containers everywhere. Yeah. That's they don't yeah. give a fuck. They're, they're just like, they're, they're finding them in the street and like, you know, that's the problem. Like hippie concerts, there'll be a bunch of balloons on the ground after the show. People, you know, I mean, that's the thing you got. If people, if we want to be able to do drugs responsibly, we got to make sure we clean up after ourselves and stuff and not be litter bugs. Yeah. It's such a weird way to say it, like antisocial behavior. And that is what this is. It's a part of a bigger push. And those are the British government's words, not our words. They use the phrase antisocial behavior. And this is a quote from Rishi Sunak, the UK prime minister. They spray graffiti on war memorials, <laughs> discard needles in nitrous oxide canisters in children's playgrounds, gang together and cause disorder and disruption. Another reason why I hate the fucking UK. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot I hate, about. I hate him so much. I forgot about Atif's anti-UK rant. That There was one UK listener who was... I mean, there's probably several UK listeners who were very bothered by it. But there was one in, in particular who was very upset. Good. <laughs> fucking go eat your fucking terrible food. I feel like in my lifetime, the end of the UK is possible. Where Scotland or Wales bust out and they're like, fuck it. Oh, Scotland? Right. More Just like Scotland kidding. first. But if Scotland breaks, then Wales will do it. Yeah, Scotland has, they've been pushing for that like longer than than England was, or Britain. Brexit. It just, Brexit just rolls off the tongue better. Well, I better. think the, the Scottish, you know, they, they have a lot more of the resources up there. They don't need the other half of the country, I don't think, as much. <laughs> yeah. 
And I think they're opposing. I think the Scottish are probably a little bit to the left of whatever is happening nationwide. So yeah, I, think, I could see that. Where they, you know, I think they just want their own autonomy. You know. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely been a thing for a while. Like I know it definitely predated Brexit. And then you know, with Prince Charles, I don't think anybody really likes that guy. So uh, that's I, King Charles. Thank you. Or he yeah, hasn't he, been. He's always going to be Prince to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you would more likely see the end of the UK before the end of the monarchy, but you know both are possible. And you know I'm in favor of chaos. So <laughs> yeah, if they're in a bad whippets. Then I say down anarchy in the UK, my friend. I mean, and this doesn't this doesn't kill anybody. I was going to say this is the tipping point, but it's the whipping point. Actually, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, a little word play. Hey, for hey, everybody. God, no, I want my whip, eh? <laughs> so yeah, I, I mean, I, I am sure people just discarding this shit on the street is an eyesore, but also, isn't that part of the government's job to get yes. garbage off the streets? There was a hilarious thing that happened in LA this week, if we can pivot to some local news that is sort of related to garbage on the streets. I mean, I don't know why I said sort of. There is this one particular park in the Boyle Heights area where residents have been pleading with the city to come clean up all the garbage that's there. And it's like, like garbage, garbage, like fucking needles, shit like that. Jesus. And they just haven't been doing it. So this group of volunteers gathered up the garbage and threw it at the doorstep of Kevin DeLeon's office in Boyle Heights. That is <laughs> disgraced city councilman Kevin DeLeon of the recent L.A. City Council racism scandal. And here's how bad of a politician he is. He had that garbage cleaned up from in front of his office immediately. The fucking move would have been to leave it and be like, I told you. We'll get it when we can. Yeah. I we don't even have the resources to get it from in front of my office. Like show him wading through a sea of garbage to get to the office every day. And that <laughs> might have turned his image around a little bit. But no, he just cleaned it up right away. And they were like, see, you could do it, but you don't want to. And so what I'm saying is the UK should clean up their own goddamn whippets and let people get high at raves like God intended. Yeah. But it's also like everything this fuckface mentioned. What's what whippets are causing are larger social issues. Yeah, well, yeah, I they're think... just trying to criminalize anything. You know, anytime they try to criminalize anything, is uh, it's bogus. My question is, how do you prove people have whippets for recreational use? Because that's the thing. Whippets, like, you can still buy nitrous in the UK if this goes through. You just can't buy it for recreational use. Oh. Well, you might have to have a restaurant license. Like in America, if, oh, you, want yeah. that, if you want that big tank, you got to have that, you know, or you got to be a dentist. What do we got to do to get love, that get that resty? Get that restaurant license. I love license. the twinkle. I love the twinkle in your eye when you mentioned the big tank. <laughs> oh, You're so happy. Dude, if you had a fucking party and you had a huge nitrous tank, it would be a hit. People would love it. <laughs> yeah, you wheel that into any house party in L.A., people are going to lose their shit. That would be yeah. a good Everybody's fucking time. Be like, hey, man. Because <laughs> your voice goes deep. <laughs> you're like, whoa, bro. And everybody everybody thinks you're putting the voice on. They think, oh, you're just putting it on. For the, but it's uh, it's happening. 
and you're talking slow. <laughs> I forgot then, about that part. It's like it's helium in reverse. Where yeah, it's, helium, yeah. if you suck in helium, it makes your voice go really yeah. high, and nitrous does the opposite. <laughs> there is a show on True TV called Impractical Jokers. It's like yes. – like I've a prank show. I fucking love that show. They Punch have it. an episode where they make this guy go out and give a speech, but, and he's in front of like the Miami city council or some shit. And they have a nitrous tank and a helium tank under the podium. And when he gets to certain lines, he has an earpiece in and they make him either take a hit of helium or nitrous before he delivers the next line. So his voice keeps going like way up and way down. And it's, the funniest shit and it had to be so fun because you'd get so fucking high that's the part i like i do like the impractical jokers guilty pleasure yeah it's a guilt. I, I met them i went to the premiere of that show as like a press thing it was at soho house in wow. new york oh, that was back when they probably had like two bucks to their name now yeah. they're fucking all millionaires yeah. and they were super fucking nice like they were yeah. all so cool and i've always like kind of pulled for that show ever since. And now it's been on like fucking 20 years, 10 years. No, it's been on for a while. It feels like 20 because it's always on. Well, yeah, yeah it's, that... it's one of three shows on True TV anymore. It's that and like America's Dumbest Criminals and then occasionally like a Diners, Dine-Ins and Drives or something like that. Ooh. Dives. Do they have the Carbonaro effect. Is that still on? Or... I don't I don't see the Carbonaro effect that much anymore. I'm always like sort of offended when Impractical Jokers isn't on. Because it's, it's good background noise also. Like, I'll sometimes just throw it on when I'm working. What is the Carbonara effect? He was like It's a, a spinoff where they just hurl spaghetti at people. He does he does magic on people. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's like yeah, a street yeah. magic guy. <laughs> yes. Thumbs down from okay. a tiff, people Thumbs at home. Sorry, it's audio. So I think that's our episode. I mean, I know okay. it is. We don't have any more stories to talk about. We got shit else. So we have made it to the end. Thank you both. Hey, thanks for having me, man. It's been too long. I appreciate oh, you having me fun. back on. Yeah, it's I've I've been saying on the pods, part of the reason I haven't been great at mixing up the guests is because like booking all these shows is hard. Like I have to like think about who I want to email. So we hired a booker recently, Samantha, who's been doing stuff with Unpops for a long time. And uh she's gonna be in charge of all that now. So it should Oh good. Should be better. I should have people on more often now. And uh, I think that's it. Uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Me and a Tiff just did a show at the Sardine in San Pedro last week. And boy, was it great. Nice. <laughs> we fucking I hosted that. We killed. Yes. <laughs> fucking no. dominated. <laughs> Let me see here. Uh, I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky at uh, Planet of the Tapes, uh, February 24th and 25th. That's such, a, that's such a great name. Planet it is a good name tapes. for a club, man. The, oh, you know, I th they... Go ahead. Uh, that's all I was going to say. <laughs> I, I think I'm doing Mint on Card, Jeff's show in Burbank in March. So second Friday in March. I think it's a Friday the 13th. I'm going to buy a fucking that's... Jason shirt while I'm there. Nice. A tip? You got anything to plug? Yeah, I'm going to be at the Laughing Skull in Atlanta from the 19th of February to the 21st. Nice. And then the next week, I'm going to be in San Luis Obispo for the San Luis Obispo Comedy Festival all that week. Very I nice. I sound excited. I'm, I'm not. 
That's all he's traveling. <laughs> that does sound like a lot. Yeah, it sucks. All right. And I think that's it. Let's get the fuck out of here. Dave, say goodbye. Hey, later, dudes. A tiff. Say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>